Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I'm very pleased because we've been recording with some new storytellers and you're going to hear one of them today. His name is Jason Buck and he looks a bit like a Viking. He's really tall and has a Viking sort of beard. The story he's going to tell today is a very old English tale called The Old Woman and Her Pig which began hundreds of years ago as a funny sort of nursery rhyme. Before we meet Jason, can you have a think about how many nursery rhymes you know while we have a quick word with the grown-ups? I'll give you one to get you started. How about Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall? So off you go. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. Did you think of some nursery rhymes? Did you remember... Hey Diddle Diddle, the cat and the fiddle. Or Hickory Dickory Dock, the mouse ran up the clock. Give yourself a pat on the back if you got three or more. Well done. Now, the story today is from England. Super Great Kids Stories home is in England in London, which is our capital city. The story's called The Old Woman and Her Pig. Jason, the storyteller, is very good at making animal noises, like the noise of a pig squealing and a cat lapping milk. Can you squeal like a pig? Very good. Have a listen to this story and see which of Jason's sounds is your favourite. Are you ready? Let's give a warm welcome to Jason Buck. Hurrah! Hello there. My name's Jason and I'm a storyteller. I'm going to tell you a story that involves an old woman and a pig and all sorts of other animals and magical things that happened once upon a time in the time of stories. And this story is what we might call a chain story, where one thing links to another, to another, to another. And if you listen carefully, you might be able to remember the order as everything happens. Once upon a time, there lived an old woman. She went to the market one day and she bought herself a pig. What do pigs sound like? Can you make a pig noise? A pig grunting. And that pig did grunt as she took him home. Now to get him home, she walked along the highways and byways and across fields and over bridges and across brooks. And she tied a little piece of string around one of its little trotters, and she had the other end of the piece of string as she walked along. The pig trotted along very happily. Until she reached a stile. Now, if you don't know what a stile is, it's a kind of way of crossing over from one field to another when you have a hedge in the way. It's like a kind of little wooden ladder that takes you up one side of a fence and down the other from one field to the next. 
Now that was easy enough for the old woman to do. But the pig refused. And just sat down and stuck his bum in the mud. Oh, come on, pig, she said. Come on, jump over the stile or I shall never get home tonight. But the pig sat there and looked at the old woman and the old woman looked back at the pig. Well, what am I going to do now, she thought. What am I going to do now? How can I make this pig jump over the stile? And nearby, there was a dog. Now, dogs don't grunt like pigs. They make a different noise. A barking noise. Can you do that? That's right. She went over to the dog and said, Dog! Dog, come over here and help me. I can't get my pig to jump over the stile. I want you to bite it. Bite him on the bum so he jumps into the air and jumps over the stile. But the dog refused to do what the old woman had asked him. Oh, dear. I'll look for something else now. What else can I use? She saw a stick. And because this was the time of stories, the stick was magical. And when she went over to the stick, she said, Oh, stick, stick. Hello, said the stick. Stick, can you beat the dog on the bum and then the dog will bite the pig and the pig will jump over the stile and I shall get home tonight. But the stick said, no, and refused to do what she asked. Oh dear, oh dear, stick won't beat dog, dog won't bite pig, pig won't jump over the stile and I shall never get home tonight. What shall I do now? Close by, a farmer had a fire. He'd be burning off some old rubbish, some old weeds and some old bits of wood. And the old woman had an idea and approached the fire that crackled and blazed before her. Fire, she said. Fire, come here, come here. Burn the stick. Fire, burn the stick. The stick will beat the dog. The dog will bite pig and the pig will jump over the stile and I shall get home tonight. But the fire, perhaps unsurprisingly, did not do what she asked. In a field nearby there was a pond. I know, said the old woman. I'll get the pond to quench the fire. And if you don't know what quench means, it means to put out, like pouring the water on the fire. And because the old woman lived in the time of stories, not only was the stick and the fire magical, but the water was magical as well. A little pond. And she went up to the pond and said, Water! Water! Water quench the fire! And fire can burn stick, stick can beat dog, dog can bite pig, the pig can jump over the stile and I shall get home tonight. But the water did not do as she asked. Oh, oh I don't know. Oh, how can I make this water do stuff now? There's a bull. Sure enough, in the field next door, there was a bull, a big, heavy, <laughs> huffing <laughs> bull. Do you know what sort of noise a bull makes? That's right. <laughs> she went up <laughs> to the big, <laughs> huffing, <laughs> heavy bull, and she said, Bull! Bull, go and drink the water. Bull, drink water. Water will quench fire. Fire will burn. Stick, stick will beat. Dog, dog will bite. Pig, pig will jump over the stile and I shall get home tonight. But the bull did not do as she had asked. Oh, oh what am I going to do now? Oh, I need to get the bull to do something now. How am I going to do that? Oh, oh, there's a butcher over there in his butcher's shop. And she went to that shop and spoke to the butcher. Butcher, she said. Butcher, get your big butcher knives out and go and pretend like you're going to chop up the bull and then the bull will drink the water, the water will quench the fire, the fire will burn the stick, the stick will beat the dog, the dog will bite the pig and the pig will jump over the stall and I shall get home tonight. No, said the butcher. I won't. I'm busy. I'm not going to do that. No, no. I can't be bothered. Go away, old woman. He refused to do what she asked. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, I'm going to get the butcher to do what I need him to. Oh, I know. There's a lovely bit of rope here on the floor. And again, because this is the time of stories, the rope was magical, and she looked down at it and said, Rope! Yes, said the rope. Rope, she said. I want you to whip the butcher's bum. Like that. Go and whip the butcher's bum, and then he'll chase the bull with his knives, and the bull will drink the water, the water will quench the fire, the fire will burn the stick, the stick will beat the dog, the dog will bite the pig, and the pig will jump over the stile, and I'll get home tonight. But the rope said, No, I don't think I will. Oh, dearie me. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. What am, what am I going to do now? Oh, I need to find another thing. There's a lot of things queuing up here, aren't there? Oh, I'll go with one more thing, maybe. Oh, there's a rat. Rats are good at nibbling ropes. She walked over to the rat and said, Rat, I need your help. The rat looked up. Do you know what sort of noise a rat makes? Rat, she said. Rat, go over and gnaw on that rope. Go nibble that rope. But then the rope will... The butcher and the butcher will chase the bull, the bull will drink the water, the water will quench the fire, the fire will burn the stick, the stick will beat the dog, the dog will bite the pig, and the pig will jump over the stile and I shall get home tonight. But the rat. No, no, I don't want to. I'm too busy doing rat things. And the rat did not do as she had asked. Oh, I'm running out of steam, she said. I don't, I don't know how to get this. I've got a very long list of things here. Oh, there's a cat, though. Very close by there was a cat and she approached the cat. And expecting the answer no, she said, Cat! Cat, please help me, cat! Meow! Hello, said the cat. What is it you want me to do? Oh, said the old woman. Oh, oh well, uh, well uh, I want you to go and bite that rat, right? And so you bite the rat, the rat will gnaw the rope, the rope will... The butcher, the butcher will chase the bull with his knives, the bull will drink the water, the water will quench the fire, the fire will burn the stick, the stick will beat the dog, the dog will bite the pig, the pig will jump over the stile and I shall get home tonight. Oh, well, all right, said the cat. Oh, 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 thank you very much. But first, I would like some, some milk from that cow over there. I will, I'll get some right now. And the old woman went and got a bucket and asked the cow very politely if she could milk it so she could get some of its fresh milk into the bucket. And sure enough, she milked the cow into the bucket and took that bucket of fresh, warm, foaming milk back to the cat, who in that way the cats do, lapped up the milk. And when it had finished, it cleaned its whiskers and brushed its velvety soft fur and said, Right, thank you. Are we ready? Yes, she said. We are very much ready. Off you go. And so the cat, The cat rushed at the rat and the rat, thinking it was about to be bitten, suddenly ran over and began to gnaw and nibble on the rope. And the rope, it whipped that butcher's bum. Oh, oh, grommets. Oh, what's happening? Oh, stop it. Oh, get off. Oh. The butcher picked up his knives and he ran after the bull and chased the bull and the bull ran into the field and drank the water. And the water, realising it was being drunk by the bull, then began in a magical way to move out of the pond and go towards the fire and began to put the fire out with this. The fire, the flames that were left magically leapt over and burnt the stick. The stick, oh dear, oh goodness gracious me. The magical stick, it beat the dog. The dog stood up, bit the pig. The pig jumped over the stile 
and the old woman did get home that night. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jason Buck, for sharing that funny story. And thank you for listening. That old woman didn't talk very politely to all the animals and magic objects, did she? But if she'd asked the pig nicely to jump over the stile and maybe offered it a little snicky snack, then maybe she would have got home a lot faster. But hey-ho, it made a good story. Which was your favourite sound effect? Was it the fire going out? Or the bull drinking water? Or the cat drinking milk? If you drew a picture of all the animals and magic items in the order that they appear, a kind of story map, you might be able to remember how to tell that story yourself. Do you think you could give it a go? Or you could test your grown-ups to see how well they were listening and see if they can tell you the order of what happened in the story. Now, to dig deep into my bag of happies and say some thank yous to new owlets who've subscribed to our podcast and fluttered into our nest. Thank you to super great fan and new owlet Eve, who is five, from Benderloch in Scotland. It was lovely to see the photo of you in your new sunny super great kids t-shirt, Eve. Thank you for sharing that. And hello to new superfan and owlet Harold, who is five from Linden in Washington State in the US, who sent us a lovely photo holding up a rainbow snake, which she's drawn and cut out, inspired by the story from the Amazon, how the birds got their colours. Thank you, Linden. And hello to new owlet Carly, who is eight from the US, who sent in a brilliant picture of the scary, not scary story, The Ghost of the Bloody Finger. And thank you to Foxy in Canada for your kind review on Apple Podcasts. And to Saima and Iman for your kind words from Australia. There are lots of you flopping into our nest at the moment, so if your name wasn't there, do let us know and we'll do our best to say hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo and thanks to you. And lots of you have been sending in inspiring pictures of our stories. We just love seeing them. I'd like to say thank you to some of you. Thanks to Griffin, who is seven and lives in China and was inspired to draw while listening to Kate Corkery tell the story Grandma Spider Brings the Sun. I particularly like your speech bubbles, Griffin. Thank you for sending your picture. And thanks too to Ileana, who lives in Illinois in the USA, who has drawn a bright and imaginative picture of the ghost of the bloody finger. I really like the way you've outlined everything in black pen and then coloured it in so carefully. It's really effective, Ileana. Thank you. And a super great thanks to Sakina, who is seven and has drawn a very neat picture inspired by the story from the Caribbean and Nancy and the Magic Pot. I like the blue door and your tiled roof on the Nancy's home and his very full belly. Just lovely. Thank you. 
And Evie, who lives in Long Beach, California, has sent an imaginative picture inspired by the story Ruby Red Lips and Long Red Fingernails. And she's drawn it on Mum's laptop. Very clever, Evie. Your ghost has bright green skin and spiky hair and looks positively terrifying. Well done. Thank you, Evie. And thanks to Kaplan, who is seven and lives on Bainbridge Island in Washington State in the US. Kaplan has sent a marvellously scary picture inspired by the story, The Ghost of the Bloody Finger. Thank you, Kaplan. The story from Norway, Eating Match with a Troll, is also a bit scary. But Evie, who is six, and her brother Harry, who is five, really enjoyed it. They live in Tasmania and have sent us super great terrifying drawings of the troll in that story. Eek! Thank you. And thanks to Zalia, who is seven and lives on Denman Island in Canada, who's drawn an inspiring picture of Kia and the purple fish from Southern Africa. I particularly love the way you've coloured the shimmering water, Zalia. Thank you. And thanks to eight-year-old Amelia from New York, who sent us an amazing picture of the Irish story, The Griffin. I love how you've used your imagination to create your own story and drawn these two griffins with sharp claws and bird-like beaks. Very effective. Thank you, Amelia. And a super great hello to Anna, who is seven and lives in Ireland. Thank you for sending us your picture from the Brazilian Cinderella story, The Snake's Sister. Your princess looks wonderful in her wedding dress with her snake sister slithering along beside her. And thanks to Nell, who is five and lives in Heinsberg in Vermont in the US. Nell drew a great picture inspired by the Norwegian story, A White Bear for the King. I love the way you drew the elf sitting on the polar bear's back and holding up the sausage which she got from the trolls. It really made me laugh. Thank you, Nell. And thank you all. If you'd like to see those great pictures, go to facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. That's all for now. Hope you get to tell someone a story this week. See you soon. This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London. Mm -hmm.